there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one healthful page of Talmud a day. Keeping us all healthy is what the Talmud has in mind today, because in Ketubot 41, we come across these wise words. Have a listen. The Gemara adds, either way, whether or not he agrees to go to Eretz Yisrael, if he keeps the cause of the damage, we in Babylonia excommunicate him. As we say to him, remove your cause of damage in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Natan, as it is taught in a baraita that Rabbi Natan says. From where is it derived that a person may not raise a vicious dog in his house and may not place an unsteady ladder in his house? It is as it is stated, and you shall make a parapet for your roof that you shall not place blood in your house, Deuteronomy 22.8. It is prohibited to leave a potentially dangerous object in one's house, and one who refuses to remove it is excommunicated. Reading these lines made me think of guns. Now look, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a gun guy. I grew up in Israel. I fired my first pistol at the tender age of four, and I learned the basics of gun safety at around the same time I learned how to tie my shoelaces. I'm a firm, passionate believer in the Second Amendment, but I'm also a reasonable person. And I know that the conversation about guns, or about anything else for that matter, is hardly well served when it consists mostly of people shouting across from each other and repeating talking points as we do these days. I believe in gun ownership, I really do, but I believe in responsible gun ownership, which means taking basic safety precautions, which sadly isn't always the case in America these days. Gun injuries are now the leading cause of death for kids aged 1 to 19 years old. And according to some recent credible research, 1.7 million kids live in homes with guns that are loaded and unlocked. These are statistics that should shock all of us, but particularly those of us who truly care about guns. So today, in the spirit of a helpful debate, and in the spirit of of the rabbis warning us against placing objects we know have the capacity to maim, hurt, or kill in our homes, I want to give you a snippet of a fascinating conversation I heard recently between two very smart and passionate people working to end the gun violence epidemic. We may not see eye to eye on everything, but I admire their courage and their commitment. They're Dr. Chetan Sathya, director of the Center for Gun Violence Prevention at Northwell Health and a pediatric trauma surgeon and Fred Gutenberg, who lost his 14-year-old daughter, Jamie, in a school shooting in 2018 and now devotes his life to gun violence prevention and firearm safety. You can catch their entire conversation on Northwell's 20-Minute Health Talk podcast. We'll put a link in the show notes. And no matter where you stand on this divisive issue, theirs is a conversation worth listening to. Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk. My name is Brian Donnelly. Today we have two very special guests. Dr. Chetan Sathya is the director of Northwell Health Center for Gun Violence Prevention. He's also the Associate Medical Director of Trauma at Cohen Children's Medical Center. Brad Gutenberg is a national firearm safety advocate whose 14-year-old daughter Jamie was tragically killed in the Parkland School shooting in February 2018. He's also the author of the book, Find the Helpers, What 9-11 in Parkland Taught Me About Recovery, Purpose, and Hope. Gentlemen, Thank you for joining us. Uh, you talk to people all over the country, uh, to, par to 
parents to kids, you know, today we're talking about empowering those kids and parents and even patients. Um, you know, how do you do that? You know, one of the kids at lunch started asking me a quest, similar question about talking to people in Washington and, and, and framed it as talking to those people who are higher up who are, you know, and the first thing I did is I let her know they're not higher up than you. They, they represent you. They are supposed to react to what you want. Don't ever let anybody make you feel that way. And so that is how I approach the work that I do. When, when Jamie was killed, um, I lost this ability to be in awe of people who supposedly are supposed to be doing the work of government. You know, I think that the student's perspective is just so fresh and uh, really kind of inspires us and, and helps us to reset on what our priorities should be. I think in the healthcare industry, we have a unique opportunity to approach firearm injury prevention through an apolitical harm reduction injury prevention standpoint. We've done it with other stigmatized issues like HIV, substance use, and even tobacco, right? There was a time when it was taboo to ask patients questions related to smoking. So there's a lot that the healthcare industry can do if we look at it from that lane, focused on safety and injury prevention. I know Fred is a big supporter of that public health approach, and that's kind of where we see our role in this debate. Yeah, and I'll just say this. The public... Gun violence is a public health issue, and it is time for us in every chance we get to reinforce that, to remove the conversation from the Second Amendment plank, because it never was a Second Amendment issue. That was always the big lie. Um, it's, it's why at the State of the Union, I got removed because I called out the big lie that night. Um, it was never a Second Amendment issue, but it is a public health issue. I, I was sharing earlier with the group that I kind of look at this as there's three objectives. How do we lower the gun violence death rate? How do we reduce the instances of gun violence? And how do we reduce the severity of gun violence injuries when they happen? That is a public health conversation. We are unfortunately at a point where we can't talk about eliminating gun violence. There's too many guns out there, but we can talk about reducing. And again, it is a public health conversation. Yeah, and Dr. Sathya, you know, tell me why this uh, issue is so important to you uh, personally. You know, I have, um, my primary job is as a pediatric trauma surgeon, right? So we, we treat kids with all types of injuries, motor vehicle uh, collisions, accidents, and so on. But unfortunately, we're having to increasingly treat children with bullet wounds. And that is why this is so um, close to my heart. And, and Dr. Prince and other trauma uh, surgeons in the system and in the nation. It's because this is something we see day in and day out. And enough is enough. You know, we are tired of pulling those bullets out of children. We're tired of having to break bad news to families um, and tell them that they've lost a loved one to a preventable disease. Uh, so that's kind of where we come at this from. Yeah. And Dr. Sathya, you mentioned this uh, often, um, you know, that you need to treat gun violence like a new disease and to study it. And so we're studying it here at Northwell with an NIH grant. Uh, tell me about that and how that's going. You know, what is that looking like now that you're, you know, full steam ahead? That's an implementation focused grant where we are going to ask every patient who comes into our Northwell emergency departments questions related 
to assessing firearm injury risk. So that will allow us to identify if a patient or family is at risk of firearm injury and then intervene with things that we know work, such as having a doctor talk to patients or families about gun safety, providing gun locks, providing community resources like violence interrupters. So that's what our, our research is really focused on. And I think one of the biggest things that we hope will come out of this research is teaching us important lessons learned with how we can normalize the conversation on firearm safety, right? This is an uncomfortable topic. You know, we, we in healthcare also can't have this conversation. We are not comfortable having this conversation with our patients. But we know actually from studies that patients and families want their doctors to ask about this. And so why are we uncomfortable, right? That's, that's a natural question. And I think we have the opportunity in the healthcare lane to figure that out and potentially inform other sectors. Yeah. And I just want to say the work that is happening here is so critical. And, and, and I don't believe there's anything like it happening anywhere else, but to be able to evaluate as the doctor just laid out, and then to have this data that will really, you know, advise as to future solutions and ways to deal with this is so crucial. It, it is mind boggling to me that you can go into your doctor's office and they ask about just pretty much anything that they would consider health related, a health related concern to evaluate what they need to do next, but they don't ask about this. This is one of those weird issues where, especially in the days before Parkland, the years before Parkland, where people couldn't talk about it. And when you tried, it was just people ran to their sides. Since Parkland, you know, part of my effort has really been to make sure people don't stop talking about it, to make sure people don't stop getting engaged on this. And the, the long-term ability to do that is dependent upon everyone in the community being okay with talking about how we make ourselves safer. Yeah. And, and Fred on Twitter, of course, you've been talking a lot about dads for gun safety, this campaign, uh, you know, this time must be so hard for you. Um, you know, how do you get through times like this and what is this campaign? You know, what is the goal? Well, I, I get through times like this because I am still a dad. My son is still with me. My wife is still around and we have Jamie's legacy to also always support. Um, I am a dad who has a mission in life now to do something about gun violence. And so, you know, for me, Father's Day is no longer a day that I am capable of celebrating. I, I just, I can't. So I treat it as a day of mission and purpose. We as a country have watched as our kids have done this amazing job of speaking up for themselves. As moms have done this amazing job of speaking up for kids. And the dads have not been so vocal or organized. And I'm tired of that. They should, the most important thing to come out of Father's Day is to celebrate your role as a father, the protector. And I want dads to know that it is cool to say I'm for gun safety. I want dads to know you can be a gun owner and for gun safety. And so I've started this whole movement called hashtag dads for gun safety. I want dads to join me. 
I want to send a message to Washington, D.C. It's not just the moms and the kids anymore that you got to look out for. It's the dads also. I, the senators, if they see dads organizing and energized, they will respond to that. Well, thank you both uh, for joining us today. Um, really appreciate your time. And, you know, best of luck with both of both of your efforts. Thank you for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic, and we will see you again soon.